Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And welcome to Dice for Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where it's the hard questions like, do older lycanthropes worry about their male pattern baldness spreading to their hybrid forms? Ooh, bald werewolf. Bald. Ooh, that's a good thought. Bald wolf. Bald wolf. Do Do you think Do you think if bald werewolf would see would see one of those like commercials for like uh, like Bonsley and be like, oh, finally? <laughs> do animals? Okay. Does male pattern baldness? Are you looking this up on the fucking werewolf forums? Animals. Oh. Okay. So so okay. Now this is fascinating. Some anim- only a few animals experience baldness, right? Dogs. Dogs. Dachshunds and greyhounds. I've had a dog go bald on its butt. Would an aging werewolf go bald on its butt? It could if, like, because animals, dogs can go bald for like a multitude of reasons. Whether it's like scratching or like gnawing at that part of its body, like it'll just like take all the hair out, uh, or it just gets fucking old. Man, that's actually really. I I feel sad about this old werewolf who's like no longer the scary creature he once was. He's got he's got a bald ass. He's still scary. He's bald. <laughs> Not he just wear pants. <laughs> He'll transform and like, give me a second, guys. <laughs> now we're good to go. <laughs> or it'll be just like the like a usual like werewolf transformations where he's like a dude wearing yeah. like clothes and then somehow his pants like magically, magically stretch off. with him. Yeah. The Hulk style. <laughs> oh god. I, actually the the idea of an aging, like balding man turning into a werewolf is just also extremely funny. So <laughs> he's just ruined from the get-go. Or would we like to play some Pathfinder? Oh yeah, only if I could be a balding werewolf. <laughs> you know, Ritz, that's that's uh, campaign four. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, previously in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, the heroes of uh, the Radiant Winds made their way to the City of Wonders, Goka, preparing for the Ruby Phoenix tournament starting in two weeks. But it's all not just fists and fury. They need to impress a group of sponsors, powerful aristocrats and tycoons, who will pay for the fighting team's time in the tournament, as well as gift them with many magnificent items. On their first day, they encountered family members and friends who were here to support them, dined with the sponsors, and ma- uh, made their way to their temporary home of the Ruby Village. However, 
Next day, disaster struck when they made their way to the Icefang Airy, a towering pagoda full of racing drakes. Only to find that several of the racing drakes were teaming up to antagonize an equally antagonistic team of Winter's Roar, dragon-slaying Vikings from the land of the Linorm Kings. Our heroes tried to intervene peacefully, only to have the dragons turn on them, with no sponsors to save them in sight. It's 12 dragons versus 2 teams, and we're gonna hop right in and say roll initiative, because, uh, trouble at the airy indeed, uh, you guys are facing off against 6 drake coursers. Fuck. How's everyone doing uh, as these dragons kind of, like, jump you? Annoyed is the word that comes to mind. (laughs) Yeah, Chuji's fucking pissed. A little stressed. Just a little. I can imagine. Um, (laughs) Well, everyone, I want you all to roll initiative because, you know, you you can chew out Winter's Roar when they're not in danger of being killed. 36. Oh my god, 27. <laughs> well, you're not last in order. That's a 23 for the Drake Coursers. Um, <laughs> Jesus, that is a terrible roll. Um, Alright, so, top of the order. Shi Chuji, six Drake Coursers. Uh, blue Frost Drakes with sharp fangs, long horns, and instead of uh, forearms, long bat-like wings snarl as they approach ready to attack and kill you for a simple uh honestly what started off as just a rude argument um you can see the other six uh drakes are jumping at winter's roar um at the back of this open air balcony uh this whole floor of the arena opens up into the air um and uh you can see that the uh vikings are battling against them uh most notably uh Lady Sigrid Beale, the uh, orc queen, uh, the orc queen, uh, has manifested a mage hand arm to replace her missing one, and she's swinging around uh, an axe that is like glistening with ice energy. Also, those drakes are going to kill you as well. <laughs> what do you right. do? <sighs> Honestly, Chuji's tempted to just let the fucking team get their shit kicked in. <laughs> they did. They did. Literally, they did threaten to kill Sankri. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like. They are. They are going for you, dude. You can try to uh, just restrain them if you like, but they are going for you. Which one's the one that threatened Sankri? Uh, it is the one closest to him. Uh, over here, uh, to the north, it's currently mm. snapping its jaws at Sankri, like going for him. Chuji's <sighs> gonna fucking enter uh, stoked flame stance. Okay. They are going to step towards that Drake mm-hmm. and two action one inch punch. Okay, he you like kind of like like from the Drake's point of view, he's going down on Sanku and then suddenly, boom! Chuji intercepts and gets a what is that? Thirty five. That is a hit. Roll damage. Yeah. Twenty two damage. Very very nice. Uh, Chuji, you deck this drake in the face, and you are now protecting Sanku from it, and it stumbles back, uh, and it shakes its head and turns and looks at you, and it kind of, like, snaps at you, and hisses, and says, You'll do just as well! Uh, you'll do just as well as a meal, friend! He hisses. Ah, uh, fuck off. Um, is that your turn, Chuji? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sanku, it is your turn. 
Uh, Chuji has thankfully protected you from uh, this Drake, but there are five others uh, who are all going to jump you all. Um, what do? I'm going to I'm going to cast Burning Blossoms. Okay, and what's Burning Blossoms do? An intangible hollow tree sprouts from the ground and grows to a tower to towering height, radiating a fiery passion and fascinating viewers. The base okay. of the tree takes up a single square and grows a hundred feet upwards, which is definitely not possible. Uh, but its branches extend 30 feet outwards, um, forming the spell's cylindrical area. Um, mm-hmm. The tree then blossoms, growing delicate white flowers that burn with white-hot fire. Holy shit. As the tree's branches gently rustle in the wind, flower petals drift to the ground in a shower of flame. Any creature that ends its turn under the tree's branches takes 66 fire damage from the burning petals. Uh-huh. Any enemy that can see the tree, even if the enemy is outside the spell's area, must attempt a will save. This is an emotion, mental, and visual effect. Creatures fascinated with the tree must use at least one of their actions on each of their turns to move towards the tree. Okay. Fascinating. So not only will it do damage, it'll fascinate people who are like, who can see it, right? Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, cast this, and I... Which drakes are caught in the area? I think it might be all of them. It's all of them. Okay, it's all of them. So every single one of them is... Uh, going to oh my god what there's no save on the damage it's nope. if you're under it there's really oh no. my god now you know this will affect Masami Chuji and yourself as well um you'll take the same damage as the drakes I'll say at the end of the round but uh I will say that damage is going to hurt them more than you because surprise you have more HP than these creatures by a considerable amount <laughs> and they're all going to need to make a will save to see if they're fascinated by the tree yeah yeah. Uh, I need a will save okay um, uh, that is going to be a 32 uh, 32 fail oh my god every single one of these motherfuckers is fascinated um the creature is fascinated with the tree until the end of its next turn what the fuck it's not the light spell yeah that's so strong! Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they're all going to take fire damage as the petals of this giant tree come down and start, like, raining down on you. Like, glowing red fire dropping from the sky. And it, it is hauntingly beautiful to look at. And the drakes can't keep their eyes off as this massive tree kind of sprouts from thin air and fills up the airy. Yep. Holy shit! Okay. Um, every single one of the drakes looks away from um, from Winter's Roar and you guys and looks up at this tree, which means that on their next turn, they can't use any actions with the concentrate trait unless they have to do with um, the tree. So, like, they can still attack, but they cannot do anything mental unless it has to do with the tree. So, like, basically... As they're fighting Winter's Roar, they're like looking over their shoulders and hissing and looking up. So that was my whole turn. Okay, well, Sanku, you do that. And Lolo says, well done, Sanku. You've totally fascinated the targets. I did. Um, the dragons hiss and roar. Uh, all of them looking at uh, you and at the fucking tree. Um, and that is going to be your turn. Um, Masami, it is your turn. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, if you attack a creature who is fascinated, I believe that ends the fascinated condition. But, like, everyone is fascinated. So it's fine to choose one that you're like, this one I'll take on. 
Also, I'm pretty sure if the fascination ends, they uh, they still have to take the fire damage. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if the fascination ends, what if they can't move? You're scaring me. I should. Black tentacles. You. I shake my finger at you. I'm gripping my. Okay, that's fine. I don't think it's fine. I think Barry's sad that he's so not going to be So we've seen Black to. Tentacles very recently. Can you remind me what it does? Oily Black Tentacles rise up and attempt to capture creatures in the area. Make a spell attack, make spell attack rolls against the Fortitude DC of each creature in the area. Any creature you succeed against is grabbed and takes 3d6 bludgeoning damage. Uh, whenever a creature ends its turn in the area, the Tentacles attempt to grab the creature if they haven't already, and they deal 1d6 bludgeoning damage to any creature already grabbed. Fuck. So if they stay in, it's consistent bludgeoning damage. Um, Jesus. Okay. And they have to make an uh, escape DC equal to my spell DC each time they try to make an escape. That's fucking insane. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Are you going to win a spell strike or are you just casting it in an area? Uh, they're just going to cast it in an area right now. Okay. And they kind of want to go with like the most dragons. So that way it's the most dragons that don't that they don't have to worry about. So, okay. right here, they're gonna go for the uh, the three dragons that aren't currently being occupied. The three at their south. Okay, so uh, not the ones next to you, Chuji and Sanku. The ones who are at the south end who are running up towards you and then stop to look at this cool tree. Yep. Okay, and you have to make a spell attack roll against uh, their AC? Uh, against their 42 DC. Okay, go for it, go for it. Alright. 42. Holy shit, critical hit. Um, So they're grabbed. <laughs> yeah, they're all grabbed, and they're going to take immediately uh, 3d6 bludgeoning damage. Mm-hmm. 13. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say 26 because uh, they did crit fail, or you did crit success. So it's going to be 26 bludgeoning damage to each of them as uh, these black tentacles kind of erupt from the ground uh, beneath them, and drag at them and pull them down. And uh, the drakes roar in distress. Um, and they are going to continue taking 1d6 bludgeoning damage um, anytime they end their turn in the area. Which is wild. These poor fucking bastards. Okay. Um, how many actions is that? That was all three of my actions. That is my turn. Okay. Masami, uh, you have uh, added tentacles to this fiery mix. And uh, that is your turn. It is now the Drake. I add that they are also oil. (laughs) They're oily and black. Yeah, oily black tentacles is what is what it says in the text. Gross. I'm going to give them (laughs) fire. I'm going to give them because that's very clever. I'm going to give them five weakness to fire damage. (laughs) KK, you are so you are so sexy. Right now, uh, thank you. As the Drake's turn starts, I think now is as good a time as any for you to uh, roll fire damage for everyone on the field. Twenty-nine. So are these burning petals—they kind of like drift to the floor from the uh, from the sky above, uh, burning into everyone. Um, but you can see, like, you guys are fine. Winter's roar are fine. The Drakes have considerably less HP. Their strength is in numbers, not in health. You know. Uh, and they, like, roar out in agony as these petals start scalding their skin, 
from the outside. Um, and then uh, the fly, the tree who are being held by black tentacles take an extra five damage because uh, that was very clever. Mm-hmm. Each of them looks up at the uh, tree and like as they're like, they're doing other stuff, but like they're like bucking their heads and flapping their wings and they all say, the tree, the tree. <laughs> and now they're, they can't do anything with the concentrate trait uh, because they're looking at this tree. One of the drakes, uh, the one that was uh, closest to you originally, Sanku, but then Chuji jumped in. Uh, it hisses at you, Chuji, and um, mm-hmm. it's going to uh, say, How dare you get in my way? Have at you! <laughs> and uh, it's going to uh, spit a ball of liquid at you. Ew. Um, and it really explodes! Gross. And it is a uh, massive uh, blast of cold damage. Um... So you guys need to make me a reflex save, please. Everybody? 36. Ooh. Yep. Uh-oh. Oh. Well, I mean, that's fine, but you just fucking hero point. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hero point? Um, yeah, you did get a nat one, so not great. Better, 42. Uh, that's actually a crit success. <laughs> uh, Masami, how do you... As this uh, ball of, like, liquid hits Chuji and... Ex- well, would have hit Chuji. Yeah. <laughs> because Chuji's hmm. path perfection means uh, crit success. Chuji ducks out of the way of this ball. It still hits the floor and explodes, but Chuji's like tumble rolling forward. Uh, you are about to like also be hit point blank by this thing, I think. But with that hero point, how do you turn it into a crit success? I think they lose their footing just a little bit and mm-hmm. almost like duck into it. But I think they kick themselves off the ground and kind of spin out of the way. That's very cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you and Chuji will take no damage from this, but Sanku, you're going to unfortunately fail, and you're going to take 50 cold damage. Oh, dear. Oh, I actually take 45. Oh, do you have a resistance? Yeah, I have a resistance to cold damage. Uh, Sanku, as this ball of uh, cold whatever explodes in your face, your undying blood pumps true, and you are not as cold as you could be. Um, so you take 45 damage. Yeah. So pretty bad. I'm still pretty cold. Yeah. Um, and it uh, roars and it's going to just bite at you, Chuji, now. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 28 to hit. That's rough, man. That's a fail. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's just one off from being a crit fail. Um, what I will say, however, is um, as this weird liquid kind of drenches the area you're all in um the floor around it kind of freezes over like it's um dry dry ice it's like dry ice kind of on the floor everywhere and uh the ground here is going to be difficult terrain for 2d4 rounds that's three rounds i'm Uh, trying to find the actual scientific fucking word for it yeah it's something or other um I would have once known this, but unfortunately I turned gay and forgot all my signs. Um, Same. I was going to be a chem engineer. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. Uh, <laughs> the Drake Courser uh, n- that was um, most to the north rushes forward and it's going to battle dance, actually. Uh, it's going to make two fang strikes and one tail strike. So, uh, Chuji, first one, 25. Uh, crit fill. Shit! Um, awkward attack. It is flat-footed until the end of its next turn. So I think as it's, like, swinging up to you and, like, um, 
moving all weird-like, uh, you kind of dodge out of the way, and it is stumbling a bit. Um, it's no longer on its, the heels of its feet. It's kind of like, yeah, literally flat-footed. Um, and it roars and tries again. That is a 27. Uh, that's a crit fail. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Um, and now it's fatigued because it's, <laughs> it's parting too hard. Okay. My AC's 37, man. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Why do you have such a high AC? Because I fuck. Okay. Um, last attack, it's going to try a tail strike. 29. Well, it's just a fail. So it's not like drakes are completely incompetent. This is a dangerous, powerful predator. But as it's rushing up to you, flapping its wings, snapping its fangs, and slamming it at your tail, you are just, like, expertly, like, block, block, dodge, block, parry, punch, you know? It's, like I said, it is not a completely incompetent creature. It's extremely dangerous. But you are more dangerous. (laughs) Uh, The one uh, also next to you, Masami, uh, to the north, uh, hisses, and it's just going to try smack you with its tail. Uh, That's a 16... Wow. Oh, wait. Sorry, I accidentally clicked uh, minus 10. Uh, that's a 26. Okay. Either way, that's a crit fail. <laughs> <laughs> Overextended. You trigger reactions as if you had used a move action. God fucking damn it. Lol, which one is this one? <laughs> uh, it's the one to the north, uh, to the north, uh, east. No, the northwest. Northwest, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, 37, apparently it's a hit. Uh, yep, 37 is indeed a hit by quite an amount. Roll damage. Uh, 23 damage. Okay, 23 damage to the Drake Courser. It roars out. It, like, swing to, like, it swings its tail towards you. You, like, duck under it and then lunge forward and slash at it with your sword. It is not looking great. Um, now it's going to try again, uh, snarling and hit you with its tail again. I'm sure you already know. <laughs> 21 a is a crit fail. Is a crit fail, yep. Uh, it slams its tail into the ground, and it's going to take 64 damage as it roars out in pain, because it hit too hard. Um, that is 15 bludgeoning damage. Uh, this drake is looking poorly. Uh, all three of the drakes to the south are going to try to escape. Um, that is going to be... <laughs> not one... Uh-huh. Well, I guess the tentacles are fighting back. I'm going to let you roll 3d6 bludgeoning damage again. 12. Okay, each of them, uh, as they're struggling with these black tentacles, uh, continue to take extra damage from it. Um, they roar, and I guess they're going to try again. 31 against your spell DC? Uh, yep, nope, fail. Shit, okay, one last time. Okay, not 20. Okay, not 20. They all yeah. get the fuck out. And yep. I think with their not 20, they each um, kind of, like, jump out of the area of effect. Okay. Um, so uh, they're all no longer grabbed. Uh, they, I think you see them struggling for a hot minute with the um, the fire and everything. or the With the tentacles and the fire and the whatever. But eventually they all push through. And uh, they are snarling and roaring and still a little bit distracted by the fucking... Great burning coral tree. Um, and that is going to be their turn. They're going to need to make a, another uh, will save. Um, so that's going to be Sanku against your spell DC. 30. Um, I'm pretty sure that is a fail. That's a fail. 
Okay, they're all still fascinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Chuji, it is your turn. You are in the middle of oh. a frozen pool um, from the uh, nitrogen whatever mudfuck that got splattered at you. So true. And there are drakes on all sides. What do you do? Um, that's a good question. I think as you're fighting, you can see that the Winter's Roar are fighting really valiantly against these drakes. Um, even if you're kind of pissed at them, you have to admit, they're pretty fucking cool. Kind of is an understatement, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do Blading Streak this turn. Okay, uh, you're going to run it's gonna and... take up my whole turn. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to hit the four nearest drakes. Okay, cool. Um... Sure. Well, hit the two closest to you and then start running. As you uh, spin dash your way into all of them. Nice. Yo. This is going to <laughs> not go well for me. So that's a 44 for the first one. Critical success. Critical that's going to be 28 times 2 towards okay. the first one. 56. Very respectable. Second one. 35. Also a hit. Uh, that's 32 damage for this one. Okay. Uh, now, Chuji, as you are... You hit these two, and then you, like, start dashing embers trailing behind you as you run. Um, mm. However, these guys are all yeah. going to roll with an attack of opportunity. That's fine. Um, they, each of them uh, kind of, like, uh, start gnashing at you as you run. So uh, the first one is going to make a not twenty. Oh my! So it does actually bite into you as you're running, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be double of thirty-seven. What? They How? barely ever hit, but when they hit, oh my god! All right, that's seventy-four damage. Jesus, yeah. Right okay. Off the, uh, the next one lunges at you and bites you as well. Uh, Twenty-eight. Just a fail. Okay, you can keep running. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, dash past hit. them through the flames. 31. That is a hit. That's 30 damage to this one over here. Strike again. Does it get another attack of opportunity? Uh, yes. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so he's gonna do his best to bite at you as you run. 30 to hit. Fuck you. Okay, you streak forward. Chop, 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 chop. Uh, two of the drakes, uh... Oh, no! The last chance is that 20! This is the one that was getting fucking wailed on by luck, so... Yeah! I don't know how this is gonna go for this boy. Okay, so that's a 48 to hit, not 20. You get a crit card. Um, <laughs> what is this? This is slashing damage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Well, uh... Oh, no. Hack and slash. Triple damage. And the target's flat foot. Oh, oh, is he? <laughs> hey, Chuji, how do you, how do you, how does this crit land? Really, really rough for him. Uh, that's for sure. Um, Chuji hits those, the, those first two. They, like, uh, dash a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of slash at the other. And then literally all of the energy from them moving around and how many uh, hits they've landed up till now goes into the last one. Mm. And it's it's like an explosion. Yeah, okay, so you like straight up like 
explode punch this dude. Sure. Yeah. Do you want to roll me a... Uh, do you want to roll me damage? And this will be tripled? Yeah, I do. Triple damage, goddamn. Oh my Whoa. fucking god. 42 times 3. Do you want to know how much damage you just did? How much damage is that? Uh-huh, like... Yeah, 126. 126 damage. 126 damage. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, um... He's down. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> um, I don't think he... He's not dead, but he is KO. You know, KO! <laughs> as you fucking bomb and punch him into the floor wall. And he kind of lands in the wall when impact. And he yeah. just, like, kind of lands limply. Uh, the dragons are not looking good, you might... You'll be surprised to hear. I want to add that up. Hold on. That was 244 damage. What the fuck? Okay, Chuji, you kind of pose and... Do you want to make a perception check? Yeah. It's not great. 29. Yeah, okay. You're, like, in the middle of battle. I Maybe you're going nuts. You swear you hear someone go... (gasps) You don't know what the fuck... You know what that is. But you heard that. Uh Maybe... You should get your ears checked out. Maybe too many explosions are starting to affect your your cochleas. Um, my, my what? My what? My what? Your cochlea. cochlea. My cock? <laughs> anyway. Chuji, <laughs> um, that is your turn. Holy shit. How are you feeling, bud? Pretty good. Chuji feels really good. Really powerful right now. They're kind of getting their anger out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think one. I think um, Kelpashar, the uh, trident-wielding champion, uh, who is fending off a drake, catches your eye and looks generally very impressed. Um, real, recognize real. Sanku, it's your turn. <laughs> Shut up. Jesus. Everything. Chuji just like dashed like that through the ice. Uh, the difficult terrain wasn't in fact. It was in effect, but Chuji's got busted some move speed, so it didn't even matter. You are in the middle of an icy pool. It's raining fire. There's tentacles vibing out to the bottom uh, of the set, like the side of the map. Um, what do you do? I take a five foot step back because I am right next to something. Ah, yes. Because if you cast next to the Drake who's currently on your ass, he'd fucking eat you mm-hmm. with an attack of opportunity. And I'm not letting that happen. So I take a five foot step back. Okay. And then I'm going to cast. I'm going to cast Fireball Scattered Fire. Okay. I'm going to make it so that this guy to the left of me gets hit, and then both of these guys to the right of me get hit. Okay. So the one who is uh, battling it out right now with Masami, who had originally been going for you, but yeah, he's safe, but all the other drakes aren't. Well, there's still another one to the very, very south, but he's very far away from you. I'm gonna need a reflex save. Okay, well, let's see. <sighs> Youch. Nat one. I rolled a nat one for the Drake's reflex saves. Roll damage. And we'll double it. 36 damage. Times two, 72 damage. Okay, well, uh, Sanku, as these fireworks erupt from your staff, it is popping into these guys. They are in serious pain. And the one who was closest to you, the one who was in attack of opportunity range, is knocked flying by the, uh, by all this, and he is KO! <laughs> um, the other two are in extremely poor condition. Uh, they're not going to survive another solid punch like that. 
Well, it's just it's just a little bit too bad that their turns are coming up. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. Lolo's on your shoulder, Sanku, and he says, "Well done, Sanku. I'm very proud of you. You're really showing these inferior drakes who's boss." <laughs> oh my. Thank you. <laughs> cool, it old man. Masami, it's your turn. Holy shit. Um, so you can see by now that uh, I'd, uh, most of the drakes who are fighting Winter's Roar are down and a good chunk of the ones that you are fighting are on their last legs. What the fuck do you do? Because, yikes. Well, they are going to go into Arcane Cascade. Okay, you're in Arcane Cascade. What kind? Bludgeoning, considering uh, Black Tentacles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I think this is also a different flavor of bludgeoning. Um, mm-hmm. There is, like... I think um, their shadow is kind of mimicking the um, the Black Tentacles. Ooh! Oh my god, wait, is it your is it your tails? Do they look like tentacles? Um... Yes, they still have their twin... They, only, they still only have twin tails, but their uh, shadow shows how many tails they actually have. Ooh, okay, very cool, very cool, very cool. Masami, you have two actions left. What do you do? Uh, spell strike electric arc. Okay, oh shit, there's two of them right next to each other. Mm-hmm. You jinkies. Okay, go for it. Attack against the Drake is a 33. That's a hit, roll damage. And that is a 17 damage. Okay, now roll that electric arc damage. That is 20 damage. Okay, lightning explodes into this motherfucker. He's badly injured. Uh, the one next to him has to make a reflex save. Yep. Uh, 38, he just about succeeds. Yeah. So he will take 10 damage. And is that your turn, Masami? Uh, yeah, that's our turn. Okay. Well, it is unfortunately the Drake's turn. And the reason that's unfortunate is uh, they're all going to take 66 fire damage now. <laughs> Sanku, will you roll that for me, please? 26. Uh, 26 damage. Okay, Sanku. As the dragons rush forward, fire rains from the sky, and like the extinction of the dinosaurs, one by one, they stumble down. And they are all KO! <laughs> and you guys all have a moment to watch, uh, because, like, these, your drakes are all down. You guys have a, a, a few actions to like, or a few moments to kind of watch as Winter's Roar dispatches the last ones. Uh, Trough Frost Knuckles, the uh, bugbear um, brawler, like basically jumps forward and like ground pounds one of their heads into the floor. Kelpashar uh, is stabbing at one of them with his trident, uh, and they kind of pull back and say, um, "By the power of Gozra!" and lightning arcs from uh, the outside uh, of the balcony from the sky into one of the drakes. Um, Bjorn Ramel uh, stumbles back a few times, raising their hands and casting winter magic on one of them. And finally, uh, Sigrid Beel rushes forward and slashes into one of them with her massive axe, and it stumbles to the floor, and they are all KO. And you are left with Winter's Roar and a pile of unconscious drakes. Are you happy? Did you learn the secrets? Yeah, hey, um, Tootie steps forward over a fucking unconscious Drake. <laughs> yeah, you're like, have to step up to get past him. Um, <laughs> the fuck was that? Most of the fighters look on, look at you kind of like, almost a little meekly, like, hey, sorry, man. 
Lady Sigrid Beale steps forward and says, We finish what was started. That didn't have to start in the first place, as Misami just, like, yeah? like strides over, like, Look, I get it, okay? I understand what you were trying to do. Kind of. To a certain degree. But this is a place of dragons, and the people here in Goka really appreciate and love their dragons. You do not just ask some random drake what their weakness is when you just meet them. Um, Bjorn puts up hands and says, I would like to point out that they did actually approach us and start the arguments in the first place. We, we, we were just, you Misami know. Misami shoots them a look. <laughs> All right. So you thought the next best course of action was to ask their fucking weakness? We were asking about, li- and like, I think as this is happening, you hear, <clears throat> Oh, fuck. Well, it's not a guard. Oh. It's someone stepping out from literally thin air, like just appearing. All of you have seen the invisibility spell being dispelled enough times now to realize that perhaps that someone invisible had been just watching you. And that someone is Lady Kumai Shai. And to her left is General Kasohida. And to her right is uh, Lady Malaiko Tao. Lady Q steps forward and uh, she smiles and says, Well, everyone, we got exactly what we were hoping for. Wait. Okay. Was that why you gave me the non-answer? She smiles a little meekly and she pats one of the drakes who then just gets up. And he shakes his head a little bit and grumbles. And uh, Lady Q says, Yes. Well, thank you very much for indulging us. Essentially, yes, Winter's Roar here are not entirely incorrect, although they did aggravate the situation. Um, And uh, General uh, Hida steps forward, and he smiles and says, These drakes were all requested to start a fight with any uh, patrons of the Ruby Phoenix tournament who visited today. With the intent of giving us a in-person look at how you solve problems. And I have to say, I'm very impressed by the tenacity with which Winter's Roar performed. And uh, Lady Tao, the uh, arcanist, she nods and says, Yes, perhaps, but I am quite impressed by how the uh, Radiant Winds tried to stop the situation from coming to blows in the first place. A most admirable trait. And uh, Lady Q... Again, smiling a little sheepishly as you all says, I hope you'll forgive me for the deception, but... Well, the drakes do love to fight. And I felt perhaps this would be an excellent way to see what you're all made of. And I think that perhaps we've learned from that. And uh, she kind of uh, waves a hand uh, to the drakes and a kind of healing magic comes out of it. And uh, the drakes slowly get up. And... uh, one of them next to you, Sanku, hisses and says, Apologies for comparing you to fish and chips. Though I do not regret say- I do not retract the statement. It's kind of offensive. <laughs> he, he, he just snarls a little bit and wanders back uh, into, like, towards the walls, licking their wounds. Winter's Roar kind of smiles sheepishly at you. 
they can tell that they've impressed uh, General Hida, but uh, neither Q or Malaiko are, uh, neither Q nor Tao are like crazy content with them right now. Uh, and certainly mm-hmm. neither are you guys. Yeah. Uh, but you, for attempting to stop the situation, and then when the situation was beyond stopping, uh, fighting like fucking badasses, um, have earned respect of all of them. And uh, Lady Q says, If you'd all like, uh, we can make our way to the top of the pagoda. Uh, there is a little cafe there. I'd love to ask you more questions about how the... Uh, I'm very interested in, by all of your tactics during that fight. Uh, the the Blazing Streak uh, Masters uh, she, the um, Black Tentacles uh, Master Takahara, and of course, that tree, Mr. Witch Prince. I think Masami's tails kind of perk up at the mention at the mere mention of a cafe they're like oh <laughs> are they a cafe fan yes of course they are <laughs> well uh you want to go to the world's most exclusive dragon cafe i guess D- fuck yeah are you kidding me the three of you are led to the tent floor of the pagoda um and accompanying you are of course winter's roar who um Almost seem a little bit embarrassed now that the haze is coming off of them. Now that they're like, they have time to like think about, hmm, hey, did we just do that? Oh shit, man, we just did that. So we, you all have gained a round of influence. You have uh, some, you each have, I think a, this will take about an hour in the day uh, to influence or discover information about any of the tree patrons. Like I said, all of you very much so impressed each of them. Uh, there are ways you could have only impressed one, which, you know, Winter's Roar did. But uh, you managed to tick all the boxes for each of them. Cool. So if you want to, uh, as we all know, Sanku and Lady Q are besties when it comes to talking about dragons. They're besties for life. And dragon lore will continue to impress Lady Q at every opportunity. However, Masami, you know from having gossiped with Shen, uh, Liang Shen, about uh, Castle Hida, that uh, to impress Hida, you're going to want to use either warfare lore, athletics, diplomacy, deception, or intimidation to talk tactics. Mm-hmm. And finally, nobody knows much about Lady Tao, so if someone wanted to discover stuff about her, you could probably do so with academia lore, Goka lore, arcana, society, or perception. Or, as always, you can kind of make guesses. She's a wizard, so what kind of stuff would a wizard be into? You can kind of make stuff up and shoot the shit and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. I will say, as you get to this beautiful fucking cafe, it seems to be, like, made specifically for nobility. Like, oh, after a good day's riding drakes around the city, this is where the, the richest of the rich go, you know? And it has one hell of a fucking view. What do you guys all do? I think Masami might try to gain influence points with uh, Kasuhira because the tactics is kind of their thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you can make your way up to him and uh, discuss. What skill are you going to use? Uh, they're probably going to use deception. Okay, go for it. Make me that roll. So, as you are all sitting around this cafe um, and discussing... It's like a round table. It's not like you're, like no one else can uh, take part of this conversation. But I think like as you're all eating these uh, little cakes, Kasuhida turns to you at one point, Masami, and says, um, So, what was your rationale behind using uh, the uh, black tentacles to s- capture the lower drinks? I'm very interested in hearing more. 
Well, um, there is one thing to be said about strength in numbers, where they had six and we had th we had half their number. It's much easier to apprehend some so you can focus on others, rather than split your attention between many and risk leaving an opening. Hmm. Who taught you how to how to do tactics? That's someone... That's the kind of talk that someone who has been very well versed in the art of warfare. I like that. Um... Uh, my my dad actually he taught me everything that i know and everything i well, he taught me everything that i know and gave me a bunch of books on it <laughs> would i be wrong in guessing that you are especially a street level combatant um i mean i guess you wouldn't be hmm. i know the look in your eyes i've had it myself I'm not from a rich family like everyone else here. He kind of uh, gestures to um, Lady Q and Lady Tao. Uh, he smiles and says, I got to where I was from the, from the streets myself. So being able to see someone else who's done the same is most impressive. Hmm. So you have earned one influence point with Kasuhida. He's very impressed by you. Okay. Sanku and Juji, what are you guys thinking? I'm thinking of gonna let Sanku keep uh, dragon dumping. <laughs> <And> go, <laughs> go for Lady Tao. Chuji, what are you gonna do? Uh, talk to Lady uh, 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 Malika Tao. Mm-hmm. Mal Malika Tao. Yeah. Yes, Lady Malika. Lady Tao. Lady Tao. Yes. So, are you going to hazard a guess of things she's interested in, or do you want to play it safe and discover? I'm gonna play it safe and discover, so I don't make a fucking idiot out of myself. Okay. Do you want to roll perception? Yeah. I hope that's not in that one. Uh, it's a very good roll as well, I'll say. In fact, I think that's a crit success. Damn. Which means I'll let you try to influence her. Like, for free. Okay. So I think what happens is, Chuji, you're watching her have a conversation with Winter's Roar. And uh, she's kind of, like, uh, speaking to them. And she says, So you yourselves are opponents of Linorms, correct? And uh, Kelpashar nods and says, Yes. It is our quest to give Lady Beel here uh, a, the opportunity to slay a Linorm in one-on-one -on -one combat. And Lady Tao raises an eyebrow, and she seems to be a little bit hesitant about that. She says, Linorms are not creatures that a single person can easily take on on their own, are they? I have to imagine that that's not a task that many people would ever dare try. And she's saying that almost, like, not accusatorily, but more of, like, you fucking sure? And Lady Beale, she was, like, mad back there, but she is, like, back to being perfectly calm now. And she kind of bows her head and says, Lady Tao, I want to apologize for my rashness before, but you must understand, I... Our relationship with dragons in our culture is very, very different to yours. I may, I meant no disrespect in my treatment of the drakes, even though, ultimately, it was with disrespect that I treated them. And for that, I am sorry. But you must understand, from where we come from, our homeland, Linorms are a powerful threat. Within our nation resides the father of all Linorms, Fafnir. He is a constant and dangerous threat to our homelands. And anyone who is able to slay a Linorm in single combat earns a kingdom. The reason that we reacted in the way that we did to the Drakes was because 
the dragons that we have for so long interacted with are dragons that intend on pushing us out of house and home. And at the same time, slaying one will earn us a kingdom for which I can create a home for those without one. However, my actions here were inappropriate, and I must apologize sincerely. I think Lady Tao strokes her chin a little bit before smiling and saying, I knew that how, uh, Lady Hao Jin would not make a mistake by asking brutes to come to this place. Your reasoning, while different to what we are used to, is still a just one. I apologize for having these uh, drakes goaded into fighting you. Now, Chuji, where your critical success comes in. Yeah. The way she said, Lady Hao Jin, you know that voice. It's one you have. This is a <laughs> secret Ruby Phoenix superfan. <laughs> she is, like, once she heard the story of these people, and she was like, of course. Hao Jin in no world would make a mistake by bringing on the wrong people. She's Hao Jin, of course. Uh-huh. So you can tell that um, any displays of powerful healing or fire magic reminiscent of the Ruby Phoenix's own magic will get ecstatic cheers from her. That gasp you heard. That was her. <gasps> oh! Oh my god. So, I will... Okay. That's your crit success. I will let you influence her now if you so choose. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, okay. You can use um, Arcana, Diplomacy, Deception, Society, or Intimidation. Has she finished talking to Edwin yes. before? Okay. I think if I used Arcana, would I be able to, like, talk to her about an item I have? Oh, for sure. Okay. I think Chuji had been, like, kind of snooping for that mm-hmm. whole uh, conversation. Uh... <laughs> kind of just like they're like nodding along and uh once she's kind of done talking to them uh, and they've started like talking amongst themselves chuji uh after having putting one and one together chuji's like um hi ah yes master she correct yeah it called chuji you can call me chuji are you any relation to uh miss uh she li hua oh um <laughs> funny that you ask that's actually my mom Oh my, I was not aware that she had a child. Uh, it's not important. Well, I mean, I mean, I am. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> she smiles and says, Yes, uh, the Five Pillars Academy often collaborates with the Grand Gokan Museum for exhibits of magical relics. Yeah, I, I, I know you guys. Um, I actually helped a lot with the museum when I was a kid. Oh my. Uh, so, you're into relics? Yes. Uh, well, anything having to do with magic is something I'm quite fond of. It's uh, a passion of mine, you could say. Oh, cool. Well, hey, you saw my hand wraps, right? Uh, and kind of, like, sticks their hands up, uh, and there's, like, a little bit of ember coming off of the wraps around their fists. Yes, uh, they're most impressive. I I saw the, um, that blazing streak you performed on the dragons where you rushed past them all and delivered such intensely fast attacks and oh my it was marvelous uh, the last one with the explosion I've never seen anything like it uh, actually uh, they like scratch their face and they're like um it's a little embarrassing but um my raps are actually kind of inspired by how Jen herself oh you motherfucker real fast. That is, um, <laughs> that is, um, 
not manipulative, I'll say, but certainly <laughs> uh, intelligently aimed. Uh, her eyes light up and says, oh, yes, is that so? I, I can definitely see how that'd be the case. Tell me more. Oh, well, uh, you know, kind of being a bit of a um, fan of her from a young age, uh, I got to study her a lot since, you know, my mom's in charge of a whole museum. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> you stop giggling right now. I'm, I'm just very... I am in awe. I am in awe of this. How embarrassing this is, yeah. No, not just how... Not that... How very clever Chuji is. <laughs> um, Chuji kind of like uh, fiddles with the reps, uh, and they're like, uh, "Well, of course, fire is kind of self-explanatory. Um, I think that Haojin's use of uh, fire magic is really impressive, and I've always really wanted to emulate that. Um, her sheer amount of power is exhilarating." Do you want to make an Arcana check? Yeah. Because you are... Or, or, actually, you know what? I think I will allow you to also do, if you so chose, Ruby Phoenix lore. Yeah, I'm gonna do Ruby Phoenix lore. I just realized my arcana sucks. Uh, 37. 37 will succeed. Um, Lady Tao is wholly hooked in by this conversation. <laughs> so you have earned one influence point for her. Nice. Very she spends good. the rest of the time talking her hyperfixating. Yeah, about see, <laughs> all three of you are hyperfixating with um, Kasuhida, Shai, and Tao, <laughs> respectively. Um, because you're all like, hey, so here's this thing I'm really interested in. And all of them are like very, very excited. <laughs> yeah. You look over at Masami for a second, you see them riding up on a napkin, like, all right, so this is, you see this formation, you can easily pinpoint it here, <laughs> here, and here. Those are the weak points. I think while you're doing that, Masami, Kel looks over your shoulder and says, but what if they come from here? They kind of point. What would you do in that situation? Uh, I, Masami's like, well, at the, well, there could you could split off um, part of the infantry from both sides to focus south, depending on how many numbers are there. Or you could keep marching and try to make a blockade as fast as possible. There's going to be fast. some sort of terrain. There's going to be some sort of terrain. One thing that you need to learn is that you have that depending on which battlefield you have to make the terrain on your terms, not theirs. I see. That is very well put together, Takahara. Very well put together indeed. And I think uh Frost Knuckles next to you just kinda of cracks the knuckles. As far as I'm concerned, if you hit hard and hit hard fast enough, you'll win any fight, yes? He kinda of winks knowing that's like that's bullshit. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> in knowing that he's kidding, Masami actually laughs. But they were actually going to say, well... <laughs> <laughs> well, actually! <laughs> yeah, they're going to um, pull a well, actually. <laughs> meanwhile, uh, with you, Chuji, uh, now what, now that you're all talking about the Ruby Phoenix and magic, uh, Bjorn is joining in with you and is, like, uh, kind of piping up. Well, actually, I was the one who suggested we go to the Ruby Phoenix tournament. I'm the, you know, I think she's a, quite the fascinating sorceress, yes? Uh, you spoke to her yourself a few times, Chuji? Uh, Oh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, um, when we, uh, you know, turned in our feathers from the island, we got to talk to her. Oh, oh and actually, I got this, and, like, Chuji, like, pulls out the, um, the, uh, fan that, uh, their feathers were turned into. Yeah, uh, um, Bjorn grins and says, ah, yes, the Phoenix fighting fan, isn't it fantastic? Uh, pretty sick as fuck, yeah. Um, and, uh, Chuji explains, like, how it works, and, like, um, 
when you uh, uh, take it out, you can cast Maze on someone, and it actually sends you to Haojin's personal collection, though you can't really touch anything, obviously. We haven't used it yet because, um, well, it, we haven't had a chance to, but it's... It, have you had a chance to? Yeah, I did, actually. Uh, when... Oh. Uh, <laughs> when we gave her a Fetterster, uh, this fucking team... Uh, you know those, like, H-pop guys? Did you ever see them? Yes, we actually bet them resoundly a few times. They came back for a, <laughs> a rematch, and we we bet them again. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Uh, well, they actually uh, attacked Haojin, believe it or not, um, and got her down for a second. Obviously, she came back because she's Haojin, oh and Haojin is fucking cool as fuck, and so cool, and so cool, and she's so cool. Yeah, I think um, Lady Taranoth says she is quite the impressive woman, isn't she? She's amazing. Yeah. Uh but while she was, uh, you know, away, regenerating for a little bit, um, I sent the dude in that group uh, to her maze. And that was pretty cool. Really useful. Uh, I think they're grinning. Um, very, both of them, and they're all nodding and uh, agreeing with you. Uh, Sanku, we've had several conversations about Himashai and Dragon, so we're not going to roleplay the entire thing out. Uh, because at this point, I don't know there's much more we can say out of character. I think, I, I don't know, you're talking about temporal dragons or something at this point. But, yeah, do you sure. want to make your dragon lore check? Uh, let me find my... Here you go. You easily get another, um... Oh shit, that's a crit success. <laughs> she just loves being around you. She's like, this, this fucking guy's the best. <laughs> she has a favorite. <laughs> As you are discussing, though, uh, you are joined in by, uh, Sigrid Beale. Um, and she's also, like, kind of... She seems to know her stuff when it comes to dragons, you know? Like, she was caught in a rage earlier, but she do she is very knowledgeable on the subject. And uh, she looks to you, Sanku, and says, um, Our party has, in fact, fought against Linorms in the past, just not one-on-one, -on -one, which is my ultimate goal, to take one down on my own. That being said, you, have you ha uh, much experience with fighting dragons? Um, uh, oh, we fought Dorn during the championship match. Oh, of course, yes. And, uh, Lady Q perks up this. Yes, I heard all about that, but I, I must ask, Sanku, aside from fighting dragons, have you ever had, uh, any more gentle interactions with dragons, other than your dear Lolo, of course? And I think, um, I think that actually does catch Sigurd's attention. This, yes, this little man. <laughs> he is a little man. <laughs> He's my familiar, and my patron, and my ancestor. I see. She kind of, like, leans forward and looks at him and says, That's a lot of things for such a small creature to be. And Lola's like, Yes, I am quite small, but not for long. Okay, Lola. <laughs> and Sigrid uh, kind of smiles and says, It is nice to be close to a, uh, a dragon who is less likely to attack me. Yeah, Lola... Doesn't attack people. I don't think you don't attack people, right? Rawr! He okay. bites onto your hand. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that was very mature. <laughs> uh, it, it gets a giggle out of Q for sure. Oh, Zanku's like, I don't know if we've specifically talked to many dragons that aren't Lolo, have we? Uh, Lolo shakes his head and says, Alas, we have had few uh, such encounters. Most dragons are very insular creatures, as I'm sure you're all aware. And unfortunately, many of my cousins are less than compassionate. However, 
if you ever did cross paths with a sea dragon, I would tell you that they would be nothing but truly kind and honest, as all sea dragons are. Is that true? Are you sure that's true? Uh, Sigrid kind of looks at him, and she squints for a moment before nodding and says, To my understanding, yes, sea dragons tend to be compassionate, if erratic folk. That sounds like Lolo. <laughs> he chuckles. <laughs> time, time passes. And you all spend like an hour having these conversations uh, before Lady Q kind of clears her throat and says, um, Well, everyone, I feel we have uh, had a good long day, but our business must be met elsewhere. Um, and she kind of stands up and smiles and uh, says... I look forward to seeing more from all of you very soon. You all were very impressive today. And um, Kasuhida stands and kind of puts a hand on your shoulder, Masami, and says, I trust that we'll be in contact as uh, soon as well. It was very nice to talk to you. Good to talk to you too, General. Oh, please. I'm not actually a general. It's just my nickname. That works. <laughs> the others insist on calling me it, but I'm not a lord. I'm not a duke. It, I own a company. That's what I do. <laughs> You know what? It's fair. Um, Goku doesn't have a military. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. and Lady Tao stands, and she's like, almost like, she has it, like it's like she doesn't want to, but she's put, giving you back uh, the fan, Chuji. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she says, um, well, we certainly can't go around calling you Mr. Hida. We shall leave you all to it. We all have our duties to attend to. But thank you for the very entertaining evening. We'll be sure to uh, see you all very soon, I hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. See you soon. Uh, they all make their way away. And uh, Sigrid kind of stands and... She offers you all a tired smile and says... Well, again, apologies for the difficulty earlier. <sighs> hey, man. Just, uh careful. Of course. I will say, it was most impressive to watch you fight up close. Impressive use of mage huh? hand, too. Didn't think that... Didn't really think about that being used like that. Nice. From She grins and says, from one magus to another. There's <laughs> always maze to, ways to make your magic work to your advantage. It's very oh, cool. Don't I know it. <laughs> Everyone, let's return to the Ruby Village. And we'll meet the Raging Twins again very soon, I should hope. And uh, off they pop. They pop? Yep, they... And uh, you, you guys uh, have some time together. Uh, evening is starting to come. Uh, how are you all doing? What, how, what's up? I think Zanko's in a, in a pretty good mood now. Chuji looks less angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Masami seems a bit uh, chilled out now. Did it go well with the people that you talked to? Yeah, uh, it went really well, actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, Masami holds up their napkin with a bunch of tactics scribble on it. They're like, I think it went pretty well. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. it went really well for you. I have to thank Hiroshi later. <laughs> I think we're doing pretty good. I think so, too. I feel like it's been forever since we've had to do anything except for a fight. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna get used to that. Yeah, well, that's the city for you. We're just waiting until we get to do the tournament, okay? And then we'll yeah. get to fight a lot more. I promise. <laughs> Every day. I miss it. 
today was nice. I didn't want to fight them specifically, but it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you got to fight. <laughs> and Chuji got to talk about his crush on Hao Jin. <laughs> oh I don't have a crush on Hao Jin. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm going to pummel you. <laughs> no, you won't. Come here! And Chiji puts no. uh, Seiku in a fucking headlock. I'm being attacked! I suppose I'll just turn into seafoam and return in the morning. Oh, it's no. about time. Um, so, what do you guys do? Do you guys want to head home and just rest for the rest of the day? Do you guys want to do anything in particular with the rest of your evening? What's the plan? I think they should get food. Yeah. Well, okay, you absolutely get food. What kind of food do you get? <laughs> uh... Ooh. Noodle. Noodle. They get noodles. Okay, do you all get a nice bowl of noodles? Yes. Yeah. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We now return to Dice Will Roll. You guys make your way into the streets of Goka and you find a vendor who is uh, selling the most piping hot, delicious fucking soy noodles you have ever had. Holy shit. It's, uh, they got some eggs cut up on them. Oh my god, it's great. Um, <laughs> I will say one thing. Mm. You do see a poster on the, on the wall which is quite startling. Mm-hmm. It's a wanted poster. A want okay. Four? Uh, four? Well, the damnedest thing, it's for these two tieflings. Oh, oh god <laughs> damn it! Oh my god. Now they're gonna be trouble. Lord Ryong and Lady Yi wanted with a reward of 5,000 gold each. Masami inspects the flyer. It, there, there should be like a date of when the uh -huh. it was printed. It's today. Wait. Uh, did they escape? How the great? They were in. They're in the Empress's custody. Like, you her, must just be really good at escaping. Her, her guards should have been able to handle that, right? Um. Well, her then, guards aren't completely infallible. I think maybe this is on purpose. What do you mean? Um, I mean, we just came back from kind of a trickery, didn't we? Um, I wouldn't put it past Haojin to, you know, test everyone again. I don't Maybe. know if she'd do that. I... Hmm. Well, I didn't think she'd set dragons on us. 
Or open a portal to clay men from another dimension, I suppose. Yeah. I... It's probably another test. I just think it's weird because they tried to kill her, and presumably they're going to continue trying to do that. Yeah, but she didn't seem too fussed about it, and they did kind of a shit job. She got better much That's quickly. because she... She did get better really quickly because she's really cool. It's because, yeah, she she just doesn't. I don't know if she. I don't even, I don't even know if she can die. Oh, yeah, she's immortal. We might. That's a long time to live. I feel like we yeah. might need a, a fifth head on this one. They're counting Lolo on this. <laughs> <laughs> Lolo breaks one eye at a time. Masami takes the wanted poster. Should we go talk to Hiroshi about this? I think that'd be a good idea. He's the smartest man that I know. I And if we catch them, that's 5,000 gold. 5,000 gold. Each. We did take them down. That's a lot of money. Yeah, we did take them down earlier. So. Yeah. And we're even stronger now. Senku, Senku, you know, you know when you like lift your arms to flex? Senku does that. I'm pretty strong. I could lift a box. Wow. Thank you, Juji. <laughs> um, so I'm bloody strong. So, uh, you know that it's kind of dangerous to go to Hiroshi's at night, yeah, because it's not in the best part of town, so to speak. Yeah. Um, they might wait until tomorrow to do it, just because if here's here's the thing: if a ruby tournament fucking competitor went in to see in in the neighborhood of where like the Golden League probably more than likely hangs around to see a high-ranking Golden League member. That's not good. No, it's not a great look. Especially mm. considering the last Ruby Phoenix tournament. No. So I think they take the one person and they go, okay, so we are going to see Hiroshi. However, um, not tonight. Alright. This place Thank is... You. Have you ever heard of Criminals? Of course I have. I stopped this them. This place is close by the is close by the family. If we Ruby Phoenix competitors, finalists at that, are seen in an area where they very much know who he is and his connection to me during the Ruby Phoenix tournament, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well for us or him. Or the Golden League ah. and he is going. He's going to pay for it, but with the family, we are going to pay for it by our reputations, and probably everybody else. Perhaps we need disguises. What? You can. We can buy disguise. The, there's disguises in the never-ending marketplace. We could go there and buy some disguises. You want to play fucking dress My up? My brother in Christ. I can shapeshift. All right, but I can't. <laughs> I'm just a fucking <laughs> dragon. You hide in a bag. I was turning into a fucking. You know what bat. the worst part? You know what the worst part is. Hmm. What? Sanku can literally make him transform in the morning into a person. Oh my god. Oh, man. Familiar. He's gonna be he's a grandpa? A he nods and he's like, perhaps actually. <laughs> oh my god, Lolo. Um, regardless, do you guys want to uh, make your way back to uh, your place and get some rest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so all of you head out, uh, head to bed in the Ruby Village and get some sleep. Morning comes, and we are back in the City of Wonders. Um, you're kind of like leaving uh, the house 
and uh, you see, you know, Tino's toughest are excitedly chatting away with um, speakers to the wind. And, uh, you know, the city awaits. Are you intending to head down to uh, the HQ first thing in the morning? Do you want to do something else and go in the evening? What's the plan? Um, well, they kind of, they wanted to avoid going into the, in, going in during the evening because of the area that it's in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we could go in the morning. Yeah. Unless you guys had, like, another idea. No. Oh, so uh, Sega doesn't have anything else to do. At least not yet. Okay. Well, to get to... So, here's the fun part. It's not particularly easy to get to where he is. Obviously. (laughs) Of course. Uh The man's made precautions, yeah. To get to his place, you're going to need to go to... The Neverending Market. And... Okay. The market that you arrive in is fucking sprawling. There are tents and bazaars and little, like, uh, shops everywhere. Uh, there's, like, clashing smells in here. There's, like, garlic and cinnamon and, uh, like, cooked meat. Um, there are shopkeepers of all kinds. Uh, you know, however, Masami, uh, that to get to Hiroshi, you will need to go beyond the never-ending market. Or perhaps I should say beneath it. Um, over the last 4,000 years of its existence... Goka has built an extensive network of buried chambers that stretch beneath the city and even under Zuhong Bay, known as the Undermarket. The deeper one travels into the Undermarket, the more dangerous it gets, as the black markets and illegal dwellings give way to cult cathedrals, haunted catacombs, and worse. And beyond even this lies a series of caverns that link to the Darklands directly, a hidden community known only as the Deep Market. You don't need to go that deep. You have to enter the Undermarket uh, and stop a little bit before you get to a uh, crazy demon cult uh, of flesh-wearing Oni, which is a thing you might have to deal with. A little bit before you get to that, you know? Undermarket, the criminal part, not the uh, crazy part. <laughs> um, you know that there's a couple of shops which have back doors that lead into the uh, city. Uh, most notably, your um, contact, uh, Faye, the weapons crafter, uh, is also a information broker and uh, specifically a, uh, a a door into the the Golden League HQ. Mm-hmm. Now you guys can jump right into the Golden League HQ, or you can do a little bit of shopping because you do have a lot to sell as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I think selling is awesome. Yeah. Selling and buying things. Oh. Yeah. Two birds of one stone. Get information. Sell some shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are many, many, many stores that you can visit. Um, you know that if you want to sell a lot of stuff, you're probably going to need to find a pawn shop. But aside from that, uh, alchemicals and potions, uh, clothing, armor, um, magic, um, weapons, and the unknown. Um, you can all find whatever kind of shops you'd like. So everyone, what are, what's the plan? What are you going to do? I think first they should probably sell their stuff because then they can spend yeah. their money. Yeah. Okay. So you want to find a pawnbroker? Yeah. 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 Okay. You do some investigating and you find a a fellow to deal with. Um, their name is uh the the name of their store is Glimmerfang de Welties, pawnbroker and merchant. Uh, you make your way inside and it is a Azamar Cobalt. 
with uh, glowing yellow eyes. And uh, as you kind of like push into, like past the beads, he uh, perks up and says, Welcome, welcome everyone. I am Glimmerfang and I wish to buy your treasures for bargain prices. What have you to give me today? Lots. Oh, wonderful. Stuff. He starts fucking pulling out bags of gold excitedly. <laughs> so, uh, what are you going to sell him? Uh, you can drag any items that you want to sell onto his sheet if you double-click him and then go into your own inventory. Mm. Oh, I love him. Um, Shuji puts down a gem and is like, how much can I get for this elemental gem? Hmm. And it's earth. Um, he uh, picks up this thing and says, I will give you 200 gold for this. Sold. Okay. Uh, everyone else, what what kind of stuff are you all going to throw into uh, to sell? Uh, Sanku can't use a buckler. So I, I was going to sell. I think I took this to sell. Oh, it. yes. The silver. I mean, it's um, made of silver, so it's going to go for a, a nice yeah. price. Uh, Sanku's like, well, I found this. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Um, I'll, I'll definitely pay a good price for this. How much for it? 5,000 gold. So. Sanku's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Here you go. Uh, okay. And what about the rest of you? Uh, there, I'm sure you've got, like, mo- lots and lots of little small things you can throw away. Uh, uh oh, yeah. Yeah. Sanku's like, uh, oh, I've also, I also found, and he, like, digs through his bag. He's, like, dug his hand way too, too deep because it's in, it's, it's literally in the, um, that one, the, the bag of holding. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls out, he's like, I ha- found this rune, oh, but none of us can really use it. 1,400 so. gold for that. So... Um, I have this thing. I don't really want it. Uh, what is it? It's phylactery of faithfulness. Ooh, yes, please. Give me, give me. Uh, 680 gold for that, my friend. All right. Antique error and swords. Ah, yes. I'll give you 500 gold for these swords. Ah, cool. Uh, What about the holy prayer beads? Hmm, he kind of looks at him. 1,400 gold. Damn. Alright. Is there anything else, or are, are you all finished? Um, I think that's it. Hmm. Let I me don't really s- have anything else to give you. Uh, are you sure? Perhaps. Not that I want to give you. Mm. Fine, fine. He looks true and says, For all of these treasures, I can give you 9,180 gold. Jesus. Oh, Divided between perfectly. three of you, that would be approximately 3,000 gold each. Nice. Does this sound okay. doable by all of you? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Come back anytime if you have more treasures to sell. Sure. Thanks. Okay, well, would you like to purchase more treasures from the other shops? I'd like to get some treasure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are there um... any particular treasures that you're all looking for? I think he's always looking for spells and scrolls and stuff. Okay. Well, I think after a little bit of uh, searching, you find a shop which is selling a lot of scrolls. Uh, Madame Ibnali's Scroll Mongers. Okay. Do you want to make your way into this tent? Sure. Okay. Uh, so the woman that you meet is an interesting figure. Uh, 
she is a, um, you uh, recognize that she is a Wayang, which is a, a very, like, tin, uh, kind of gangly type of creature. Um, they're, like, short and lean, um, with, like, very pale gray-blue skin, uh, long, long arms and long, long noses and ears. Um, in the real world, Wayangs are an Indonesian uh, shadow puppet thing. Um, but in Golarian, they are, in fact, actual people who do look quite like the shadow puppets. Cool. Uh, and they are descended from the Plane of Shadows, smiley face. While Sanku is doing this, the rest of you can look around and figure out what you'd like to visit. As you enter Sanku, uh, it's very... Um, everything's, like, purple and silky, and there's, like, incense burning. And she looks up at you and says, Well... Welcome to my store. I have many scrolls to sell today. How may I help you? And Lolo on your shoulder, Sanku, says, Sanku, uh-huh. did she say she sells scrolls? Yes. You must purchase scrolls. You really, really want to eat them, don't you? I, if you feed me scrolls, Sanku, I will teach you their magic. Okay, okay, hold I on. I want to eat the scrolls. Let me look at the scrolls before I just start buying things. Uh, Senku's like, okay, uh, let me look at your list of... Let me look here at the stuff you've got. He starts looking at the stuff you've got. So you can't use level 9 spells yet, but you can ac- uh, access all other scroll levels. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a few very interesting ones, like Monstrosity Form, Implosion, Storm of Vengeance, etc., etc., um, if there's any that you're interested in just by name, uh, Lola will tell you what they do. Sanku's like, dragon form? That's her mean a dragon like you. Yes, Sanku, if you were to cast dragon form, it would give you a battle form, a powerful, ver- uh, a powerful way to make yourself a melee combatant. Of course, it would also give you a powerful breath weapon, which would allow you to take on many people at once. And not to forget the fly speed. Although you specifically already have a way to fly if needs be. I do. Hmm. Uh, Senku's like, can I get the scroll of dragon form here? Yes, you can. Here you go. And uh, she gives you in like a little vellum case a scroll of dragon form. Thank you. Is there anything else you think? Is there anything you think I should get, Lolo? Some a spell specifically that you want instead of just telling me to get them all? Well, Senku. Acid Storm would be quite thematic and give you acid damage, which you cannot presently do. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, I I agree. Can I get that one too? Ah, yes. Acid Storm coming right up. 150 gold. Thank you. Any further scrolls you'd like to buy? Mm, I think... I think I'm okay for now, but I'll probably be back. Wonderful. Well, if you ever need more scrolls, come to Madame Ibnali. I will! Um, Chuji and Masami, uh, have either of you found a store that you'd like to visit? I'm so fucking curious about this little leshy fuck. Hmm? Are you interested in Satsumaimo DeGeneres? Why, yeah. Why has he got a dot dot question mark in front of Yeah, so you, as you stand outside this <laughs> store, um, you can't, like, it's it's a weird little tent. It's not very big, and there's no indication as to what they're selling. 
I want to look at it. I want to look at it. You want to visit? Okay. I kind of want to. I kind of want to visit Satsumaimo. Yeah, Satsumaimo DeGeneres. Um, no relation to Ellen. Um, Shut, shut up. up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. As you enter into the little tent, uh, the leshy that is inside is an interesting f- character. Um, they kind of look like a yam. Lufa. Um, and around their neck, they've got like a collar of petals and growing from their head is like a dandelion. And they kind of look like, imagine a yam was a slug standing on two legs. I love it. Uh, they're wearing like a long red dress. And as you come in, uh, it's a mostly empty little store. And uh, this Satsumaimo DeGeneres looks up at you and says, Hello. Oh my God. Hi. You have come here seeking mysterious wares. <laughs> I can give you mysterious wares. Would you like to Shut purchase up. some mysterious wares? Go <laughs> oh, oh my god. Would you like some mysterious words? Son of a bitch. Yes, I would like some mysterious words. We have three mysterious (laughs) words. The words. Tell me about your words, please. We have the ring of lies. What does it do? While wearing it, lies act differently. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, do, you want, do you want to make an arcana check? It's a flat check, but sure. Our occultism will work too. Uh, okay, that's better. That's gonna be a thirty-four. Okay, so you know that a ring of lies. Uh, when you wear them, you have a plus two to all your deception checks, and once per day, if you snap your hand, the, like if you snap your fingers on the hand that's wearing the ring. Uh, you can cast glibness on yourself, which makes it extremely hard for people to tell when you're lying. How very glib. No, sh- stop that. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh... We then have a greater clandestine cloak. What does that one do? I don't remember. What are you- you're fucking selling it. This cloak will keep you away <laughs> from the heat of conversation. <laughs> you mean I won't have to talk to people if I wear it? Yeah, do you want to roll an occultism check? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I love this NPC. That's a 31. Uh, 31? Yeah. Uh, so you know that kind of sign cloaks. Um, basically, uh, when you wear them, you blend into any, cla- uh, any crowd. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, you cast um, non-detection on yourself for eight hours, or until you take your hood off. Damn. A clandestine cloak to keep you away from the heat of conversation. <laughs> uh, oh, that's really interesting. Um, actually, lastly, I think I'll probably tell Masami about these. And lastly, the hand wraps <laughs> yeah? of dazzling blows. Oh, what do those do? They act like hand wraps of mighty blows. But when you wear them, when you punch hard enough, flashes of light will blind and dazzle the foe. 
That sounds really good, actually. How much is it? That one is a 350 gold! Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so when you, when you punch someone, it's gonna, like, dazzle them for, like, a round or something? Yeah, like, probably. That's not, that seems yeah, to be probably. what she's saying, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna throw up. Um... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, actually, I'm gonna get those. Um, here, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and take those hand wraps, man. Just oh, hand them over. And... Gold for Satsumaimo! <laughs> Satsumaimo DeGeneres will take your gold. No refunds. No refunds? None. By taking okay. this item, you solemnly swear to never ask Satsumaimo for refunds. What happens if I do? We won't be friends anymore. <laughs> we're friends? Uh-huh, we're friends, and friends don't ask friends for refunds. That's, I mean, I guess that's true. Um, cool. Uh, Shuji just fucking places the gold on the table. Satsumaimo gladly takes it, and you get hand wraps of uh, dazzling glows. Uh, so basically, when you crit on a... You won't be doing your persistent fire damage on a crit, but apparently some cool light stuff will happen when you punch people up with a crit. Thankfully, because you already have, uh, like, stoked flame sense, you'll probably be setting people on fire anyway. Okay. So, uh, you gonna use those? Yeah. Sweet, okay. You've got some hand wraps of dazzling glows. Fuck yeah. And, uh, Satsumaimo grins and says... Good luck on your travels, adventurer. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, cool. Cool shop. Thanks, bye. They fucking leave. Yeah, did you like that shit? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Masami, have you found anything? I think Masami's is a little torn between a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically for a, only a couple live items. Okay. Well, you can get all of them. You can, like, go to multiple shops if you want to. I just won't roleplay them as intensely as Satsumaimo DeGeneres. That is fair. <laughs> um, because Masami is looking at both um, the tools and weapons shops. Okay. Uh, so you're looking at uh, the tools of Kwan La Haraku mm-hmm. and uh, Jean Pong's uh, weapon services. Yes. Um, so... You make your way into the first store, uh, the store of uh, Tools of Kwan La Horako, mm-hmm. uh, and Kwan La herself is a Kitsune. You can tell very quickly when you enter. She's not from Minkai. Uh, she seems to be from Huanggol, uh, the fancy Korea. Okay. And uh, she kind of smiles at you as you enter, and she says, um, Greetings. Uh, how may I help you today, my friend? Welcome to Tools of Kwan La Horako. Any tools you need, I supply. Hmm. Uh, thank you. I was actually looking at one of your signets here. Mm-hmm. Ah, the shadow signet? That one exactly. Yes, well, the shadow signet, she says, picking it up. And it's a, like, a ring. Uh, it's made of obsidian. And she smiles and says, When you wear this, it'll warp your spells through the shadow plane, allowing them to strike directly at a target's body. You won't need to worry about armor or encumbrance. If you hit, you hit. The only question is, 
will they be fast enough to dodge? So, with a Shadow Signet, this is actually uh, considered one of the meta items in Pathfinder. So, nice. I can count on you to catch it. Um, the Shadow Signet, as a free action, when you uh, make a spell attack roll uh, against armor class, you choose their Fortitude or Reflex DC instead. Now, that can be extremely good if you. Because, like, spell attack rolls can be a little hit or miss, lol. Yes. Um, this would let you say, fuck hitting AC. I'm going to either hit their fortitude or their reflex, which can be extremely helpful. Yeah. So, um, let's say you saw some big dude in heavy armor and you're like, my spell's not getting through this guy's armor, but he's slow as fuck. Mm -hmm. Much more likely to hit. Um, so are you interested in that? Absolutely. That'll be 1,000 gold pieces if you can afford it. Oh, I can afford that, trust me. Mm. And uh, she gives you the ring, and uh, you can add that to your sheet. And she smiles and says, Will that be all? Uh, yeah, I think that's all. Wonderful. Have a lovely day now. Bye bye. You too. Uh, and you're then going to move to Juan uh, Pong's weapon services? Yes. Okay. Uh, this one is actually out in the open. It's like a, a large bench area with uh, weapon stands everywhere and a few striking dummies. And uh, Saranyu Pong is a, uh, a Ifrit. Um, they are a dark-skinned humanoid in gold armor with uh, long curling horns, and their hair is made completely of fire. And uh, they stand near several of the weapons that are all around, and they see you approaching and says... Anything you're interested in? Like, skipping all formalities. Um, your runes, actually. Dancing and spellstorming. Oh, yes. Both of those are particularly powerful runes. Applying a dancing rune to a weapon will allow it to move on its own, fighting of its own accord. A spellstorming rune, on the other hand, will allow you to spend a minute to cast a spell of third level or lower into your weapon. And then... Later on, expel the spell from that sword. So in your opinion, for Amagus per se, um, mm -hmm. spell sword is probably the stronger option? It depends. If you, if you carry many, many weapons around with you... <laughs> Masami, having Masami a... points out their waist that has two different whips, basically. <laughs> two comma at their, at their hip, and then, like, tucked with the, uh their waist wrap is the Chokuto, so they're like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can spend two actions to cause your weapon to start dancing and attack at the same time. Essentially upping your DPS. It also has a fly speed of 40 feet, meaning it's very easy for the weapon to mobilize around the field. Hmm. Of course, I have other tools as well. I can see that you're a fan of swords. That we have uh, the Blade of Four Energies, a plus two greater striking shifting Chokuto, is formed of rapidly vibrating air and magical energy. And once per round, you can give yourself either the corrosive, flaming, frost, or shock rune chosen randomly. And once per day, cast Acid Arrow, Fireball, Conical, or Lightning Bolt for free as a 5th level spell, also chosen randomly. Sami raises their eyebrow like, okay, so you have pointed my, you pointed my direction at 
to completely something else. I see how this goes. I'll see how this is going. Yeah, you can see a, a small smile crossing his face. He wants you to spend as much money as possible. <laughs> There's also the Skyrider Katana. Hmm, might be above my pay grade right now, but tell me more. When you hold this greater striking shock katana it, uh, in the air, magic will allow you to chop through the air and fly around after it. So basically, this is a sword that you could, like, slice around, and then, like, you slice through the air so fast that it gives you a fly speed as the sword pulls you around. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. And while riding the sword, um, you can ride your weapon into a foe, attacking it as you fly past. Uh, as a two-action thing, you fly, attack, and then continue flying. Hmm, I see. There's even more, like the Storming Huando, the Buzzsaw Fu, uh, the, gu- uh, the Guando of the Artist. I'm sure if you make more money, you'll be able to come back to me at any point. Oh, believe me, I might. Um, I think for right now, I'm going to go with the Dancing Room. I see. And uh, he pulls out the runestone and... Uh, Looks and says, and which weapon would you like to have the dancing room cast upon? They take out their Kusarigama. Ooh, okay. Uh, so this is the, um, the two, the Kama attached to a long chain, right? Yes. Okay, very, very nice. Um, he, uh, puts down the Kusarigama and, uh, kind of applies a, uh, long, um, like, a, a the runestone kind of along the handle and he starts like yeah it's like he's almost sanding it but as he's sanding it with this runestone it's leaving behind like magical impressions on it mm-hmm. um and then he pulls back and he taps the corsarigama and it like kind of levitates up into the air like a snake <laughs> oh that's and perfect twists in the air and he grins and says there you are. And uh, you now have a dancing Kusarigama. Fuck yeah. 2,700 gold. They pop down their pouch. Uh, and this person takes it and smiles and says, Excellent. Come back anytime. Oh, I will be. And with that, uh, you guys are all able to uh, meet up and uh, speak with each other a little bit about uh, what you bought. I think I made a friend. You made a friend. I think. I don't know. Uh, it was weird. <laughs> anyway, I got these new wraps. Look. Oh, hey, nice. Uh, they look like the old ones, except they've got kind of like a holographic effect on them. They're like rainbowy colored. Hmm. Sick, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. They're like dazzling, and they, they like um, like fake punch, like just so they don't fucking hit anyone, and it like sparks. Yeah, light, wh- I guess a when little bit. when you punch. There's like a flash of light, and it actually almost hurts a little bit to look at. You're like, oh, fuck. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that could be really useful, especially in a getaway. Oh, yeah. I got I got scrolls. Yes. scrolls? I'm going to eat all of them. He is going to eat all of them. I actually have a... I, I had a scroll. I forgot I was going to give it to you later anyways. Yes! Feed me, Sanku. I'm so hungry for scrolls. Like, right? <laughs> like, like, right now? Not in public, goodness. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to make I don't want to make a fool of myself out here. 
And you, Sunasami, what did uh, you okay. purchase? <laughs> Your pockets look dis- uh, especially light now. What have you purchased? Uh, well, first this. They hold up the shadow signet. Yeah, I think as you hold it up, uh, there's kind of like this weird black energy like circling around it. And he's like, whoa, freaky. <laughs> Thematic, uh, right? Yes, very. Yep. Uh, if I cast a spell, I can use this to hit them away, f- hit them uh, directly rather than from their armor. Ah, passing ah. Tr- no clipping, as it were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's a term in this universe. It is. I made it now. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and you might want to stand back for this next one. Uh. Sankus, take five steps back, please. Okay. Should you back up? Masami takes out their Kusarigama and tosses it up and activates the dancing room. The Kusarigama kind of does a little twist in the air and uh, catches itself. And uh, it turns into a snake. Well, not literally into a snake, but it starts moving through the air like a snake, you know, slithering around. Huh. Dancing room. Whoa. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Kind of cool. Yeah, that weapons dude has a lot of cool shit. I think I might go back at some point. I'm poor now, though. Oh, yeah. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Um, I'm probably going to end up going back to that scrolls lady. I think getting more spells is fun. <laughs> what were we here for again? I hear there's an auction later in the week. We'll have to come to that, won't we? Oh, we're oh, here to uh, look yeah. for... We're, we're going into some... I don't really know about all that other stuff. What, Misami, you know. What, what are we here for? Really? Like, how do we get to the place that we're going? Well... Why are we in the market yeah. to do that? I don't know if you guys have met Faye, actually. No, I don't oh. know. Is that the... Is that the... the is it just based on where we are, is that the lady that you got that you talked to at the... Stone market? At the, 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 at the stone market? Very yeah. same. Oh, we're gonna meet a friend of Masami. Yes, you guys Fuck get to yeah. meet a friend of my past. <laughs> I'm gonna embarrass you. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I promise. You can sure try. <laughs> Lord knows, I've embarrassed myself in front of her. <laughs> oh my god, what have you done? I mean, she has seen me fight for uh, Hiroshi at some point when we fought each other. Oh, I can't. Well. Are you gonna? Are you? Are you gonna fight Hiroshi? I mean, are we gonna see you fight Hiroshi? <laughs> I mean, if you guys want me, if you guys want me to spar with him while we talk, because we all know That'd that cool. my attention span would be hyper focused in, but he can still talk during a fight with against uh, against me. So, wow. <laughs> well, again, when you have him as a teacher, you know to be humble. <laughs> there is no room for having an ego when he is your teacher. I don't know what being humble is. I'm kidding, I know what it is. I don't. Um, well. Alright, Chuji. Do you care to fight him one on one? Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> I'll beat the shit out of your old man. Alright. Um, do you guys want to make your way towards Faye and uh, make your way into the Undercity? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, do you want to find disguises first? Yeah. Masami's like, wait, before Probably. we do, we might want to. We are all. Very noticeable and kind of well-known. Me especially in this area because I frequent this fucking place. That's true. There's also, like, posters and, like, billboards showing, like, the Ruby Phoenix tournament coming soon. With, like, pictures of you guys' faces starting to pop up around the city, Mm -hmm. so... (laughs) Yeah. I can't really stop being an Undyne, but, um, I don't have to be wearing this. Sanku, is it time? 
Okay, you're making it dramatic, but yeah, it's time. <laughs> Sanku, transform! Uh, <laughs> and then and, uh, he, he untra- it's not really transform so much as it is uh, he's untransforming. Um, he's just got casual clothes on, and he's slightly less sparkly. That's right, that everyone. Is... Sanku's outfit this entire time has been an illusion. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> That's really uh, funny, actually. What is he wearing? What is his actual outfit? Um, he's got very... Uh, I don't think that he's, like, wearing, like, poopy, like, poopy sleeves. Yeah, and he's not, like, a magical boy. Frills. He's, he's a person. But I've just been imagining it as just, like, something that, like, a... a a guy who lives in like a fishing village would wear just yeah regular. very it's pretty plain all things considered yeah you don't just, have a t- you don't have your crown you don't have your nice little boots you're just like um yeah you're a he's fisherman got, he's got sandals on yeah you got sandals <laughs> you've got like um even your prosthetic is like less holographic and cool looking um, it still moves just the same it's yeah. just less sparkly yeah basically he his he himself, like his body and hair, all of that's the same because Senku looks like that because he's blue. But <laughs> all right, Ritz. <laughs> but um, his clothes are more um, are more brown and plain blues um, because I think that blue is just a color that he wears. Um, where he's like, is this okay? I can't not be blue. You might need to wear a hood <laughs> or something or like a scarf uh... to cover your face. But I've got, I've got and his horns. He still and has horns. Your hor- you, I've got you have horns. tall horns, yeah. though. Um, he sort uh, of bumps them against Masami. Lolo hop, like floats away, and he uh, comes back a few seconds later, and he's got a comical hat. Um, you know, like the big coney ones. And he says, I like should those. cover up your horns. Okay. Where'd you get that? Did you spend money on that? Did you no, steal that? No, I did not spend money on it. <laughs> Where did you get it? So you stole it. Probably only cost a few silver. Masami goes in the direction of where Lolo got it, locates the fucking hat shop, and puts a few silver on the counter. It's it's this fucking old lady Tengu who's like basically blind. She's like, huh? Who's there? Spying a hat, (laughs) ma'am. Oh. Here's a silver. Thank you. He stole from an old lady. Oh Lolo. my god! Lolo, please, you're trying to not attract attention. We wouldn't attract attention. That old lady couldn't even see me. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't commit thievery. Oh, it's a little bit funny. I love that in episode one, Lolo was like, "You can't swear. That's not okay." And now he's like, "I love stealing." <laughs> <laughs> it's he, I think he still also doesn't want people yeah. to swear. He, okay. His priorities are sea a dragons black. are chaotic good. Sea dragons are chaotic good, and chaotic good is like some stealing is okay. Stealing is okay when it's funny. Yeah. Um. So you've got the the hat doesn't fit perfectly, Senku, but it does hide your face mostly. So you you're blend in, I think. I'll, I'll count this as a disguise. Um, Masami, you can transform straight up, right? Yeah. So is that what you're gonna do the way that change shape works for Masami is that. Um, if your heritage doesn't list a form, your ultimate form is a tailless form, which uh, is a common medium humanoid ancestry prevalent to where you grew up, typically human. Uh, form is the same age and body type as your true form and has roughly analogous physical traits such as hair color. So, the thing about Misami's uh, um, hybrid shape right now is that it's basically the human form of their fox form. 
So what they can actually do is completely shift to being like fully Minato. Okay, so you're not like you're like your eyes are human. You don't have the foxtails anymore. Mm -hmm. Your teeth are a little less sharp. Mm -hmm. um, you've got less of the uncanny look. You just look like a normal human person. Yeah. So their um, their form, their Minatin form, is actually um, black, like short hair, like okay, um, crew cut, short hair, um, mm -hmm. brown eyes. And they look extremely androgynous. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Okay. You still have the same outfit, so you're going to need to, like, quickly yeah, they're gonna have pick to change, up, like, but... a coat. You go to the old lady, and she's asleep, and you just leave some silver on her desk yeah, and buy coats. they go for a coat that isn't part of their usual colors, which I think in this case they'll, they'll pick, like, <laughs> probably a marsh green. Yeah, a nice... It's a nice one. It looks good on you. Yeah. Uh, Chuji, how are you disguising? I cast invisibility. <laughs> How long does invisibility last? Ten minutes. I think that would work for long enough to get you in. That's extremely yeah. funny. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, so you tell everyone you're going to cast invisibility before you go in. And Lolo's like, all right, everyone. Now watch this. And he pops. And in a... Uh, a Burst of bubbles, an old man stands up in front of you all. He's, uh, he is, um, Minatan. Uh, he's got a stupid little, uh, like, stupid little smile. Um, long, long whiskers. Um, he's also got, like, a, um, a similar hat to you, Senku. Uh, Salako, which is a, uh, rice hat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he's got uh, very like he's got very blue robes. He he does look like frighteningly similar to like a farmer from Minata. Like it's actually like the fact that he's no longer a little dragon, as in fact just some old fisherman, is quite distressing. Has yeah. Senku seen that before? Uh, you yeah, tell me. <laughs> you have been able to do this, but like, ha is this something that Senku has done with Lolo before? I mean, I don't know if they've needed to. And I don't know if Lolo would have just done it for fun. Okay. I don't know. So this might be a new thing that Senku's never seen Lolo do then. Senku blinks and he's like, how long could you do that? Well, you didn't ask me to until today. Why would I, why would I, how would I have known? I've I, Senku, we, I did don't just... we did activity sheets about my familiar abilities. <laughs> I definitely pay attention to them. I believe you. <laughs> he did not pay that much attention to them. Uh, Lolo beams and he says, Well now, everyone, are we going to make our way into the Undercity? Yep. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All four of you. A Manhattan, uh, a totally normal Manhattan person. A young man and his grandfather. Sorry, a totally Norman Minkayan person. A young man and his grandfather from a fishing village and absolutely no one at all. <laughs> so make your way towards a, uh, a familiar looking weapons crafter preparing to slip into the undercity that lies beneath Goka.
This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Dasha Clancy, Ari Graham, Giratina, Nex, Minty Belmont, Anna and Hopi, GP Dora, Marshmallowberry, Sarissa, Ferric Falcon, Luis Loza, Ares, Alexander Criswell, Skyly, Lurst Hellion, Kendra West, Ren, Jinly Tricked, Transgirl Trish, Platonic, Val Punyon, Johnny DeCatman, Matthew Wilson Krasnovich, Tillin Shark, Fearin, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, Zenith Drums, Josh Heathcote, Torbjorn, Sophia Valera, G Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darklow, Dolore, Kira, Lichlow, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, Fable McEldon, Ava, Chris Lutman, Remty Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Anna Maria, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Emily Naderna, John DeBocor, SS66 Seeker, and Dame Valerie Deterred. Special thanks to the patrons who had cameos in this episode. Sigrid Beale by Kendra West, Bjorn Ramel by Seth, and Kel Pashar by John DeBocor. If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash roll today! Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.